You are listening to the Hodges Huddle, where we discuss all things happening in the wide world of sports. Here is your KLSU sports team. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am your host, Nathan Long. I'm joined today by Ronald Riggs, Jordan Dove, and Tyler Viso. How y'all doing today, gentlemen? I'm feeling great. Jordan? Okay. I'm all right. Tyler? <clears throat> kind of sad about the LSU game, but other than that, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, no, this is the day after. We're recording the day after LSU fell to Michigan and the Zebras uh, in the round of 32. It was quite a tough day. Um, but today we're going to talk about probably one of the toughest lists we've ever had to make, uh, and that is ranking the top 10 greatest athletes in LSU history. Uh, I want to I want to point out in these lists, athleticism doesn't matter. It's the whole Tom Brady's the athletic goat conversation. Um, it's just about accomplishments and what they did at LSU. We're gonna go one by one down the list, starting at ten down to one, and we will score each pick. Meaning, if you have somebody tenth, it's worth one point. They're first, it's worth ten points, and we're gonna make an official KLSU top ten list at the end. So we are gonna start off with our rankings. We're gonna go to Ronald first. Ronald, you good to start off first? Yeah. All right, you want to give us your number 10? Yeah, my number 10 is uh, Antoine Duplantis. And I, I have it. him 10 because, I mean, not only is he the um, number the LSU career leader in hits, but he's also the career leader in games played, triples, and at-bats. And that's really impressive seeing as he played on a team that had Greg Dykeman, Kramer Robinson, Cole Freeman, and a lot of guys that could really hit the ball, and he's the leader out of all of them. Good choice. I, uh, that, that's one that I really like, even though I, I don't have him on my list. Probably one of my favorite of all time. He was so players. consistent with S- his hits. Especially that in that beautiful. College World Series. Right? Yeah, he <laughs> was super consistent, and you always had a sure hit out of him once or twice a game. Yeah. And when he got an RBI, chances he was always super good. Mm-hmm. He was very clutch. Jordan. Number 10, we're starting off with a bang. Billy Cannon. Number that's 10. Just, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> you have to explain it. <laughs> Number 10. Listen, he won a Heisman in 1959. He won the Natty in 1958. Uh, played for three seasons, racked up almost 2,000 yards. And, you know, it, he's he's one of two Heisman players at LSU. But I, I look at the other people on my list, and I, I just like the other nine a little bit better. So I know, spicy hot take, take, hot That's take. But number 10, Billy Cannon. <laughs> Go for it, Tyler. My number 10 is probably somebody that none of y'all put on y'alls, but I put Simone Augustus, who was women's basketball player at LSU. She was all-in-all dominant. She got her jersey retired. She was a two-time national player of the year in 05-06 when LSU went for four straight Final Fours. Didn't win any of them, but she was a really good player, and she's still pl- I think she's still playing in the NBA nowadays. Mm-hmm. She's really good, so mm-hmm. I put her as number 10. That's a good pick. At number 10, I had, you know, a whole bunch of guys to pick from, and it was really tough, and I was changing it up until the last minute. But I ultimately decided to go with Glenn Dorsey, who I would say is probably the greatest defensive player in LSU history. I think he's the most decorated. He definitely is. He mm-hmm. won the Nagurski, the, I can't remember the other award's name. Uh, he, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, national champion, of course, Um and probably one of the most loved LSU football players. I, I think he's probably like third or fourth most love up there with people like Burrow and Matthew and Cannon. Um, so that's why I had him at 10. I'm going to move on to number nine, Ronald. All right, so this is going to be a controversial pick, 
and I'm willing to bet none of you have him on uh, your list, but number nine, I'm going to go with Ben McDonald. Ooh, I almost did. It. I almost thought about did. it. He was in my honorable mention. He's very good. He was yeah. a very good pitcher. He was what? He was like an, he was an All-American for sure yep. one year, maybe Look, twice. Yeah. You could make the argument he's the greatest LSU baseball He's yep. the only Either one to be drafted lane. number one. Either mm-hmm. him or Lane. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, he also uh, won a gold medal at the nineteen eighty eight Olympics, and yeah, he's my number nine. Mm. Are they like, bringing back baseball to the Olympics? By the way, they yeah. are. They are. Let's go. That's good. That'd be yeah. a lot of fun. Mm. Jordan, number nine is also one that I don't think anyone else has. Um, but I look at this guy kind of doing something in, in the SEC before it was really being done, and that's Josh Reed. He's the greatest LSU receiver of all time. When he left, he was sixth in SEC receiving yards. He was second in receiving yards in a season. 293 yards in one game. That was, I think at the time, the second most in SEC history. But, you know, at the time, when we think like early 2000s SEC, we think like really run heavy, really all throughout the 2000s. And so for him to rack up the amount of yards he did, um, before passing is what it is now in the SEC, I think is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, at, at the time, it was, you know, very unheard of for a receiver to do the things he was doing. And yeah. look, he was on track to be outpaced by Jamar Chase for the greatest receiver of all time, but then he, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase decided he wanted to get injured on a bad team this year and decided he was just going to opt out. Yeah, and by the way, if, if Jamar Chase plays one more season, if, if, he, had He's play, on if he had played one more season... I, he would have been the greatest LSU receiver ever, but mm-hmm. can't can't yeah, put him over Josh true. Reed. Yeah. So my number nine has already been said, but mine was Antoine Duplantis. The guy leads LSU in career hits, passing up Eddie Furness, who was also a really good baseball player. And like we already said, I mean, the guy, was do, he, he averaged probably a hit or two a game. He was super clutch. Always, never, wasn't a flashy player, didn't hit a lot of home runs. A lot of down-the-line doubles was his thing, and he was really good. So definitely up there for all-time leading hits man for a baseball team that has a storied program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to be to stand out in the field with uh, LSU baseball because of how many greats they've had. You know, I think, I think football is a little bit more cut and dry who kind of the, the tops are. You know, baseball, I look at it, and there's like 10 guys that I'm like, y'all could all be on this list, every single one of y'all. Um, for me, I went with one I bet none of y'all have as well. Um, just kind of showing how wide LSU sports and athletics goes because I don't. We only had one repeat so far. Uh, I have Xavier Carter, who was a track and field athlete in the 2000s. Uh, he was the SEC Male Athlete of the League uh, the, of the year. And the craziest stat, or the craziest thing about him, in the 06 NCAA Outdoor Championships, he became the first person since Jesse Owens to win four events. The four, uh, the four 100, the four 100 relays, the 100 and the 400 meter dashes. Uh, and those last two, he won only 40 minutes apart from each other. Uh, I just thought, you know, when I was researching, this, this is a guy I barely had ever heard. I knew the name because he actually played a little bit of football on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was just super impressed with his accomplishments. Yeah, this is a, this is a track school. <laughs> it is. No, we are. This is where our national championships are. We're pretty good at track. Very yeah, good at track. Yeah, we're one of the greatest track programs of all time. Mm-hmm. Ronald, number eight. So for number eight, uh, some people might think this is a bit low, but I have Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf at number eight. And he was on the team with Shaq during those final four years and two-time All-American. And Shaq is even on record saying that uh, Abdul-Rauf was the best player on that team. 
That's I, an interesting pick. I would agree because he played like in. I, I think he and Shaq only played in Shaq's freshman year. Freshman year together. Yeah. So at the time, yeah, I, I would for sure he was putting up like thirty a game. It was Shaq, Chris Jackson, or. And then uh, Stanley Roberts, which was like one of the best LSU teams to never amount to anything. Mm -hmm. Because the next year is when Shaq and them was the next year or the year after they that's when they made the final four as an 11 seed. I think so, it was no, they team. never they never made it with Shaq. Wasn't it? I thought it was with no, Shaq. No, Shaq made it. The the eleven seed team was in eighty six. Oh no, oh, it's another okay. Shaq made it though, I thought, but I could be wrong. I don't think so. That's I think they ever did. But they were like one of the best to not make it. All right, Jordan. Number eight for me was um Reagan Corville, who I think is the greatest LSU gymnast of all time. I think she's really responsible for putting LSU gymnastics on the map. She broke numerous scoring titles. Um she even recorded a nine point nine seven five on the vault, twenty six career all around titles, um, three perfect tens on the vault. I think she's she will go down as the as as the gymnast who really put them on the map when it's all said and done. Yeah, I have a gymna- I have a gymnast coming up as well, um, and you know, I guess that, uh, gymnastics and basketball. I mean, it's it's baffling. Both of those don't have a national championship. I know because both of them are top of the top of the uh, I, I guess athletic pyramid in those sports. I mean, you said it earlier with LSU basketball before we recorded. Probably the greatest basketball team to never win anything. Same mm-hmm. with I'd say the same with gymnastics. Greatest gymnastics program to never win anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my number eight is definitely, in my opinion, the greatest LSU baseball player ever, and it's Todd Walker. Todd Walker was a two-time first-team All-American two-time first-team All-SEC, two-time College World Series All-Tournament team, the 1993 SEC Player of the Year, and the most outstanding player in the 93 College World Series and the 1992 National Freshman of the Year. He is probably one of the most decorated LSU players. He was a second baseman. He played a bunch of years in the MLB. He is. He was one of the most accomplished. So he he's mm-hmm. number eight on my list. I'm picking up right where Jordan left off with a with a gymnast, and I you know I disagree with him on who it should be, and I went with Sarah Finnegan, uh, one of the greatest to all all time do it. And you know what? Maybe that's you know I am a little biased because that's when I really started getting into LSU gymnastics, is when she was at her peak, two time national champion on uneven bars, um, which is the event she really excelled at. And this is crazy. In 2019, Finnegan placed first in all around uneven bars, balance beam, and floor, and placed third on vault. That's just nuts to me. Uh, and she was an incredible athlete. I miss her. Every time I turn on gymna- uh, LSU gymnastics, I feel like I, I something's missing because she was just one of my all-time favorite gymnasts to ever watch. Ronald, number seven. Uh, my number seven is um, Patrick Peterson. And 2010, he won the Chuck Banderic Award and he won the Jim Thorpe Award. Um, to the best cor- that, that goes to the best quarterback and the best defensive back of that season. And... He was a two-time All-American, and yeah, Patrick Peterson, number seven. That's a good choice. You know, LSU's known for their defensive backs, and I think Pat Pete, if you take into account whole LSU careers, because I think Tyran Matthew is probably the greatest defensive back for LSU ever, but, I mean, he had one good year, really. Uh, Patrick Peterson played, what, three years for LSU? So, yeah, mm-hmm. a more a more stretched-out career. 
I always imagine what would have happened if he would have stayed one more year and played on that 2011 mm-hmm. team. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> would have been in- insane. That would have been. <laughs> that would have been an absolutely. Cr- I. I don't. You know what? Maybe we wouldn't have lost to Bama a second time. <laughs> Maybe that's not. probably one of the biggest what ifs. That's like that's a big what if for LSU. Like if you kind of kept some of those guys and had Patrick Peterson on that team because you were all, you were still amazing, but mm-hmm. some of those guys that you could have kept would have been amazing mm-hmm. yeah but you know i you know i guess he made the right choice because he's he's a lock for the nfl hall of fame i mean what like a seven eight time pro bowler mm-hmm. so like, yeah, i guess he made the right, right choice to get the money mm-hmm. jordan um speaking of all that number seven is my favorite lsu tiger of all time that's tyron matthew the honey badger um he was the 2011 sec defensive player of the year he was fifth in heisman voting that year for his for his two years 133 tackles Six sacks, four interceptions, 11 forced fumbles. And obviously, as we know, he was a very, very talented punt returner as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd have to put stick him right at seven, which is very impressive considering he only played two seasons. Any any guy that can be considered a Heisman finalist or candidate as a defensive player automatic, they're one of the greatest mm-hmm. college football defensive players of all time with mm-hmm. the likes of Indomitian Sue and, and Chase Young just a couple years ago. Right. So my number seven was already said, but I had uh, Muhammad Abdul Rauf too. He's known as Chris Jackson when he played at LSU. One of the most dynamic scores. He was a two-time SC Player of the Year, and he set the NCAA freshman scoring record. He was they they called him like the next Pistol Pete back in the day. I mean, he was so good, and he was such a dynamic scorer, and you couldn't stop him. You could only hope to contain him. He was he was amazing. He was probably the guy for me that I left off my list who was one of the closest to really making it. It was tough. I didn't want to put I didn't want to put too many basketball players on the list because I do have three uh, for me, and I guess that's a good place to move on because at seven I have Shaquille O'Neal, which is way lower than I bet any of you have him. Yep. Um, he, he never really accomplished very much at LSU while he was here. Uh, but you can't deny the talent. AP Player of the Year, two-time All-American, two-time SEC Player of the Year, NCAA rebounds and blocks leaders for a season. He was insane and probably the most lovable athlete of all time. There's the reason there's a statue of him outside of the PMAC. Let's move on to Ronald, number six. Who you got? Uh, my number six is the the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. And though he only played two short seasons, his 2011 season is probably the best was one of the best ever for a defensive uh, college football player. And I really think he should have won it that 2011 season. As Les Miles said himself, um, every other year there's a few guys that come in, make a few ga- few plays a game. Tyra Matthews is the type of guy that makes that play every game. Mm, that's true. He, You know, I said Mahmoud Abdul-Roof, Chris Jackson was one of the closest. It was basic. I almost put Tyran Matthew, you know, Jordan before we were, when we were talking about our list, I put him in for like a split second before I put in Glenn Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Jordan, who's your number seven? My number six is is, six, uh, is uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Roof. Uh, Chris Jackson at the time. Um, three of us now have said his name, so there's not much more I can say. But, yeah, 30 points a game as a freshman, 29 points per game in two seasons at LSU. Um, two seasons with LSU, twice named SEC Player of the Year, and first-team All-American. He was kind of the Steph Curry before Steph Curry. He was a smaller guy, you know, who could just dribble up and shoot from anywhere. Um, 
you know, very, very talented, and I was really, really glad that I was I was able to cover the game last year where he got his jersey retired. I think that was long, what took long so overdue. Long with that, long that was overdue. Unbelievable! I can't believe that took so long. Yeah, um, definitely one of the greatest to to ever be here. Just missed the top five. Tyler. So my number six is Glenn Dorsey. And Glenn Dorsey on the 07 team was a menace. He was crazy good. He's one of the most decorated defensive players we have. He dominated, like I said, just dominated in 07. And he was, I think he was, he was a preseason All-American for sure. And I think he ended up being an All-American in the end. Overall, just watching him play back in 07, he was, he was that dude. I remember I wanted a Glenn Dorsey jersey when I was a kid. And like, he was that good. Yeah, Glendor, as we talked about already, I mean, he was a special kind of... It, it's a shame his NFL career never panned out very much. It was kind of a bust. But at LSU, he was something special. And, I'm, you know, it's so it's so good that he did stay for that senior year. Because uh, I don't know if we win that championship without him. 07, he, he won every like, defensive trophy every, known to man. Yeah. yeah. Bursky, Outland, He did the Lott, Chase Young thing. SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He won everything. He was Chase <laughs> Young before Chase Young Absolutely. was around. Yep. He was that good. He was, he was that type of player. I mean, you think back to that 07 team, and he was a major highlight for that team, for the defense. So at number six, I've got, you know, I just talked about the, you know, the other guy who's got his statue outside the PMAC. I'm going to talk about the other guy, Bob Pettit. He was a great player for LSU for years in the 50s. In his senior season, he averaged 31.4 points and 17.3 rebounds. I like that kind of, I like that kind of uh, numbers right there. He was an SEC and, uh, and SEC All-American and just uh, a unanimous All-American, American, and he took LSU to their first Final Four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's a reason there's a street named after him. Uh, one of the greatest to ever do it at LSU. We're going to move on to number five, Ronald. So my number five is when you think of the word athlete, you really think of athletic ability, but, you know, it's really about your accomplishments. Well, my number five actually has both, and that's uh, Mondo Duplantis. As he holds pretty much every LSU uh, track record, he also holds um, – Multiple world records for has, pole vault. He has the highest pole vault of all time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's that's insane to me. And, you know, we'll get to him in a second because he's on my list as well. And, on in a second. We'll talk about him in a while. But he was a special guy. It's a shame he only stayed for really one year. Um, so you got both Duplantis brothers on here. Man, their parents must be real proud. How would you like to be Antoine Duplantis and be considered the disappointment? <laughs> like, that's nuts to me. Um, it's a it's a shame he plays for Sweden and not the U.S. Yeah. because his mom's from Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, Jordan, number five. Uh, yeah. So breaking into the top five now, I I had uh, Patrick Peterson at number five. Um, three seasons, 135 tackles, 22 pass breakups, seven picks, including four in that junior year. Um, also in that junior year, won like the Thorpe Bednarik De- uh, SEC Defense Player of the Year, as Ronald said. I think he will be in the top five for a long time. Mm-hmm. Tyler? So my number five is probably that none of you have, but it's Tommy Casanova. He's an honorable mention for me. So The, the only like three-time him. All-American to ever play for LSU. He was dominant. I think he was, He won like best. He was a kick returner. He played offense. He was dynamite. He's got his. He's one of the what? There's three people retired jerseys at LSU for football. Mm-hmm. It's Wyatt Tittle, Billy be... Cannon, and Tommy Casanova. No, no, no. It's actually it's um, 
who is it? It's not it's not Y.A. Tittle. It's uh, Stovall. Oh, Jer- Jer- it's Jerry, yeah, Stovall, Jerry yeah. Stovall. That's it. Yeah. Dude, so, I mean, he's one of the only three to get his jersey retired at LSU. There's more to come. Don't worry about There's that. There's about to be a fourth one. Yeah. But overall, Tommy Casanova is definitely top five to me. For Well, you know what? Speaking of who's going to, uh, who have retired jerseys, you know, Billy Cannon is my number five. Um, he was a national champion, Heisman winner. I can't believe Jordan. I'm so disappointed in you. You barely put him on this list. First overall pick. Two-time SEC Player of the Year, two-time unanimous All-American, has one of the most iconic plays in college football history in the Halloween night run. How are you going to put him at 10? I'm disappointed, young man. Uh, Moving on to number four, Ronald. Yeah, my number four is your number five, uh, Billy Cannon. And um, like you said, uh, two-time All-American, won the Heisman, which it took 50 years for another uh, player from LSU to win a Heisman. Exactly, 50 years. That alone, to me, that guarantees him a top five spot. Yeah. Like, to me. Mm -hmm. We're not Oklahoma. We don't get these things every couple years. Or (laughs) USC, who had three in four years. What is that? Get out of here. No, we we cherish these things. Okay, Logan's all excited because we mentioned Oklahoma. (laughs) Maybe win a a college football playoff game, and then we'll... (laughs) 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 All right, Jordan... Uh, number four. Number four to me is the is the greatest LSU baseball player of all time. That's Todd Walker. Um, three seasons started over two hundred games, three ninety six batting average. When he left to go the, uh, to uh, the MLB, he was the SEC all time leader in hits, runs, RBI, and uh, total bases. Yeah. Um, he was a champion. Uh, he was a cha- he was the uh, MVP of that ninety three. Uh, um, College World Series, um, it's it's going to be really tough to to top him for a baseball player to top him. I think. Moving on, Tyler. All right, number my four? number four is also Billy Cannon, because the Heisman is the most coveted trophy in all of football, and Billy Cannon's run. He was an amazing football player, and like I said, it took fifty years for him for us to win another one because we don't get Heisman's like candy, but. Other teams do. We're not that lucky to have good offensive players. So, overall, there's not much to say about him besides that, I mean, the Heisman Trophy. It's all you need. So, with uh, the number four, we had two Billy Cannons, and we're also going to have two Todd Walkers because I'm I'm in a full agreement here with you, Jordan. Greatest LSU baseball player of all time, and, you know, that's a very difficult field to be considered the best ever. Uh, You know, besides track, we are a baseball school. It's our best sport. It's our mm-hmm. most successful sport. So to be considered the greatest in that sport is just special. Yeah, you can look at the Intimidator at Alex Box, and they'll tell you all you need <laughs> to know about how good we are at baseball. Yeah, exactly. Ronald, who's your number three? My number three is, as we said for the number four, it took uh, 50 years to win a Heisman, and my number three is that Heisman winner from 50 years, uh, Joe Burrow. Really? Uh, 2019 won every award there was to win for a quarterback won the national championship uh undefeated season joe burrow at three okay jordan number three for me was Shaq. um three seasons at lsu over 21 points a game 13 and a half rebounds almost five blocks a game uh was a rup award winner two-time all-american sec player of the year i would argue i'm just thinking at the top of my head that Shaq has had had excuse me. Shaq had the best pro career of any athlete. 
Some yeah. are pending, yeah. one in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Shaq by far, you know, had the best pro career. But, you know, j- even just talking about LSU, like, he was so dominant um, mm-hmm. back in his day. Um, yeah, Shaq, definitely in the top three. Mine is also Shaq. And, like, like you just said, I mean, he was dominant. And although they didn't really amount to as much as, like, you know, you would consider, like, a great player in terms of championships or whatever, because back then you always played three, four years. People didn't really go pro. So his accomplishments in terms of titles is not high, but the amount of dominance he had, he had the LSU career high in blocks. I mean, he he was just a dominant force that couldn't be messed with. He had a triple-double one night. I think it was in the tournament one year with blocks. (laughs) He he had 11 blocks in a game, (laughs) which is unprecedented nowadays. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember a couple of years ago, back when I actually enjoyed watching Anthony Davis, he did that once, and it was one of my favorite memories as a, as a Pelicans fan. Who? Uh, exactly, there you, <laughs> there you go. go. Thank you. Yeah, he's, he's not even playing right now. He doesn't count. Uh, my number three is Mondo Duplantis. Um, if we were talking about pure athletics, he'd probably be pretty high as well. Um, and he had absolute domination at the sport that is probably the most successful sport in at the L- at LSU. Uh, he was the SEC Outdoor Field Athlete of the Year. He set numerous world records. He's the world record holder for the pole vault. I mean, this dude was nuts, and he came out of nowhere. Like I, I had never heard of Mondo Duplantis, and all of a sudden he's he's setting records and then breaking them again. It was just absolutely crazy. All right, Ronald, you're number two. Yeah, my number two is uh, you guys is number three, and that is uh, Shaq. Um, he was the most dominant player in his era, um, an All-American, and in college, uh, he was so dominant that the hacker shack became a thing because they they the only way they could stop him was just follow him. Yeah, him at the that's free where that all line. started. Was yeah, let's put him at the free throw line because God knows he's gonna make what fifty percent maybe. You guys ever see him shoot free throws in in college? His form was so much better. I don't know why he. He changed it. He gave up. Like, it was a lot more fluid. And I think, then we went yeah, to the NBA. I, that, I think Tyler know. figured it out. He gave up. He, he gave yeah, up. He said, I think he so said too. fine. He's like, just foul me. I'll foul you out the game. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, man. Um, number number two. two for me is the legend himself, Joe Burrow. Two seasons at LSU, over 8,500 yards, 88 total touchdowns, broke every record known to man in that senior season. Um, was absolutely incredible. Uh, broke the 50-year Heisman drought, had, what else do I need to say? National champion, greatest season, greatest quarterback season in college history. Greatest season, period. Greatest season, period. He played the most difficult position. It was was incredible, but Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Burrow will go down for a long time as the best LSU football player ever. Hey, but according to Bama fans, Mac Jones was better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not even a year le- My goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I have to agree with you, Jordan. Mine's also Joe Burrow at number two. You monsters. He was, no, because there's an easy number one. There's an easy number one, in my opinion. But overall, I mean, like you said, Joe Burrow was, to watch him play was one of the best things ever. He shattered every record. He won every award. He won the national championship. He dominated Oklahoma. Sorry, Logan. <laughs> But all in all, I mean, he was the best. He was the best player, and he ended the the Bama drought of eight years. He basically pulled this program out the gutter because it had been dealing with complacency for so long that it was just 
amazing to see. Mm. Yeah, we were just content with eight <laughs> wins. You know, like whatever, eight wins, it's better than what Arkansas can do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm changing my answer. I am going to put Joe Burrow at two. Thank you. I was about I am to say, a, don't be listen, disrespectful. I am 100% biased, and I also wanted us to have a unanimous choice for number one. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously national champion Heisman winner first overall pick we've said it all before greatest season of all time um but uh to be fair there is one player in a different sport who was quite special and there's a building named after him maybe like a football field's length away from here where we're recording this podcast and I guess we'll get to that right now Jordan or actually Ronald who's your number one number one Pete Maravich and to me, like what makes um, Maravich so different is you ask um, people that are a bit older that watch Maravich live, like actually play. It's the way that like they describe the way he moved, the way he scored. That's just like it, it, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, he was a special guy. I guess we'll I guess we'll just get a, a chorus of he was great from. Me. Let's go to Jordan. Oh, I mean, the pistol was incredible. Over thirty six hundred points scored. He's the all time leader. Second place is over 400 points behind him. If, I mean, you're, you're talking about 42 points a game as a freshman. 44 points, or excuse me, a, they didn't play freshman ball, but when he was a sophomore, his first year. And 44 points a game as in a career. All three years, you know, he was a Naismith winner, three-time All-American, SEC Player of the Year. I mean, he will live forever. I mean, I don't think the, that record will ever get broken of the points, especially in today's college basketball where a lot of guys are one and dones or they'll stay in two years. Like, he is by far and away the best LSU athlete of all time. We were talking about before, you know, the podcast, and I said Pete Maravich is probably the greatest college basketball player of all time. And you said Kareem, which is a fair point. But, I mean, I am a little biased. And I got to – I mean – but his I would, records I would put pistol at number two. His records probably. are unbreakable. It's yeah, never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, because he's my number one too. I mean, forty-four point two points per game. No one's touching that. His career points. No one's touching it. He is a record that's unrivaled by anybody, and he will never. And nobody will ever touch his record. So LSU can always hold on to that for if things ever go bad. All right. So Pete Maravich is your number one unanimous. But um, I'm gonna. I got a couple of questions to ask here while we kind of add up the math here because I'm very bad at it. Um, who was your toughest person to place that ended up on your list? Not not somebody you left off. Who was the toughest to place? Uh, does anybody have one off the top of their head? I, I felt like um, putting Josh Reed on there is a little bit of a hot take, but to me, I, I think he's just so special to the football program and that, you know, he's he's, I won't say by far, but like the best receiver to ever play. And I felt like that was one that no one else was going to have. Todd Walker for me, because y'all put him way higher. I think the thing about the baseball program is that there's so many great players. Because Ronald had Ben McDonald, Eddie Furness had the leader in hits, and everybody thought that record was untouchable till Jake Mangum and Duplantis beat it. Todd Walker was an all-around amazing player. But overall, I didn't think he was like... I think that baseball just has so many great players that it, it kind of dilutes the whole system. It's kind of my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your highest honorable mention? You'd say Fournette. Fournette. Whoa, Fournette. You gotta, you gotta elaborate on that. Go for it. That's yeah, good. That's so good. That's reasonable. I think it's reasonable. I think it's reasonable, but I think there's other guys that I would place pretty like way higher than him. Yeah, but I mean, it's just before that Alabama game in 2015, Fournette was gonna win Heisman. 
Everybody thought it was a walkaway yeah. victory. He's going to win in a landslide. If not for those last three games 2015, he would have won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. You're right. You are right, yeah. But, you know, he, he just happened to go up against a brick wall, and they thought it was a good idea to just keep running him into said brick wall because, of course, uh, Predator Les Miles decided he wanted that's what he was going to do. <laughs> Alleged Predator. I don't want to get in trouble. Alleged Predator Les Miles. Uh, Jordan, who was kind of your closest? Oh, it, it wasn't even close. Like, the, the one that I really, really regretted leaving off here was Bob Pettit. Um, I think he's so important to the LSU basketball program and that he was, like, the first really, really big star. Talk about a Final Four run. You talk about, um, you know, All-SEC, All-American, uh, 27 and 14 for a career. Even got a statue outside PMAC. It was really, really tough for, to leave him out. Um but yeah, that was that was probably my top honorable mention. Tyler. The one that I didn't put on there that all y'all did was the Honey Badger. Now he played one great season, but the thing about it is just like he he had the awards back it up. But man, if he'd have won that Heisman, I mean, you'd have put him at you'd have put him top three, probably two, mm-hmm. one. Like he's that good. And I left him off just because like one season, and some of these guys had played you know three, four seasons, and they were all amazing. It was a tough leave off for me, but. I think I had to leave him off. I'm in agreement. Tyran Matthew was my closest. Um, probably my second favorite LSU athlete of all time. You know, I love the guy. I love his personality. love that he's from New Orleans. You know, there's so many great things about him. I also appreciate Jordan ultimately did not put him on his list, but he almost did, and it was Mike Miley. And I appreciate that because I played at Mike Miley Playground growing up. Yeah. So two sport athlete, quarterback, and shortstop. Mm-hmm. Good mean, at both. I was about to put him on there just because you're talking about the athlete aspect. Very successful in both. Yep. Yeah. He's he's got to get an honorable mention. So we have a before I announce the top ten, we have a tie at ten, and it's and we need to break a tie here. So I'm not gonna vote. It's between you three, so that way there's a winning vote. Um, Glenn Dorsey, Casanova. Casanova. Glenn Dorsey, Casanova. Okay, so it's it's. I would I would have gone Dorsey, Ronald, but just <laughs> just uh, just so you know. Uh, so Tommy Casanova is your number ten. So here's the list: number ten, Tommy Casanova; number nine, Tyran Matthew; number eight, Pat Pete; uh, number seven, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, Chris Jackson; number six, Mondo Duplantis, because both me and Tyler placed him high. Um, five Walker, four Billy Cannon, three Shaquille O'Neal, two Joe Burrow, and your unanimous number one, Pistol Pete Maravich. How do y'all feel about that list? Well, that top three was literally my top three. That's how go. I had it in that order. Yeah, it's the Mount Rushmore right there. I mean, that's those are the guys. If you well, who's the see. fourth then? I guess it's uh, Billy Cannon's your fourth. If you're yeah, your Mount I think Rushmore. Todd Walker's low. I think he's. I think he's too low. I think he's Todd top Walker five. was only one lower than I had him, so it's not too crazy for me. Any final thoughts? I I still feel so disrespectful with my list. Yeah, like, I feel so. I feel dirty. Like Ooh, there's a, so many great athletes. A good question is what player that wasn't on the list is one of your favorites? Because I have one, and it's Chad Jones. I love Chad Jones. Mm-hmm. Double dual sport athlete, played safety, and he was a closing pitcher. Helped us in the World Series against Texas. I love Chad Jones. Mm-hmm. He's a dominant force. Aaron Nola, one of my favorites, to one. leave off. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I I put in my honorable mentions Ben Simmons because nope, because nope. just because of talent. Like nope. no, he's low on my honorable mentions, but he's there. I gotta buy a Ben Simmons LSU jersey and rock it on campus. Well, I guess that'll that'll do it for today. 
uh, for Tyler Viso, for Jordan Dove, for Ronald Riggs, for Nathan Longs. This has been the Hodges Huddle. Go Tigers. No more boot up, guys. It's over. That was a lot.